Potter's Welcome to Potter from <laughs> Coming to you from Fairhope, Fancy. Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. And I'm Stefan Sylvester. And we are changing the format to Potter Familius. We are. We're going to do bite-sized Potter Familius from now on. Because we found that some of our listeners, even a half an hour, is just a chunk if they don't have a good commute or something like that or they have a time. So we're going to try to keep our episodes at 10 minutes. Ish. Ish. 10-ish minutes. Ish. It's not like a strict hard cap, but... uh, but yeah, that's a new development yeah, this we'll, week. We'll cut you off if you're, if you're... Okay, all right. Hashtag attacked. Thanks very much. Uh, sorry. Appreciate that. I'm really the one that's long-winded, so... No, we both do it. It's all good. I understand. Yeah. So this is... We're going to try to direct these really concisely on certain things that either we've learned along the way as dads and mm-hmm. as men in trying to understand who we are and what we're supposed to be doing with our lives. And the first one is male identity. I want to talk about that. Okay. So you have to explain what that means though, before we get started. Okay. Well, male, we're the old school where we believe that there's only two sexes. There's male. Uh, Speak for yourself, bro. There's female. Speak for yourself. Okay. Okay. Stop putting words in my mouth. All right. You're really judgmental. Then you tell me what else, what, what else is... No, I mean, I believe that there are two sexes. Yeah. So there's male and female because we're created and that's, you know, God is the one that defines this. But identity, the word comes from the understanding of sameness or or oneness. There's a sense of likeness in to identify. Like, so what it means to be male. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, 99% of the time, when you're in the population and you're walking around, you can go, yeah, that's a man and that's a woman. Like, it's never been a question when you are in in a group, in a large group. There can be 100,000 people in a stadium, and as you're going down the line, you can go, man, woman, man, woman, woman, and woman, just man. So that, just so that we're, we're – because I know that some people who are listening are, are or might think like, well, hang on a second. Are you just talking about – the way that people present themselves to the world. And it's like, well, in a sense, yes, but there's a reason why that's important. It yeah. comes it comes from, and I'm not saying that it's still this today, but I think the, and anybody who actually studies this stuff can correct me if, they're, if I'm wrong about this, but I think it comes from some of our like primal genetic predispositions to be able to make quick judgments about what's going on around us. There are these external visible factors that people have that present themselves to the world as either male or female, and they're very distinctive. Right, which is why we don't normally question when we go into, let's say, a men's room or a ladies' room or a locker room or something like that. Even though one time, I and I shared this before on one of the podcasts earlier, I was at an airport one time, very large bathroom, very, very nice, by the way, very clean. Yeah. And I walk in there and there's a bunch of guys and it's just as men do in large group bathrooms. None of us talk to one another. Yeah, because you don't. Yeah, you don't look at one another. There's no chit chat. There's We're getting down to business. Well, in walks this person who obviously was trying to present themselves as a male and all of us, they went into a stall and the guys actually then did look at one another eye contact. We all kind of looked at one another and we just kind of, you know, gave this facial expression of, yeah, that was a woman. That was definitely a woman. And even though short hair, clothing, culturally like a male and none of us really cared because it wasn't wasn't the other way around. Right. I think if it was a bunch of women 
And a man walked in trying to it portray immediately themselves. changes the vibe of the room. Yeah, yeah, it changes the feel. But yeah. and granted, it's like we have to deal with the fact that there are lots of people who want to treat all these situations with with care and respect toward these people who are trying to figure out their identities or who have picked their identity and it doesn't match their biological sex. Right. And fair enough. But by and large, it's like there are these situations where you're talking about where somebody who doesn't quite fit into these male and female boxes of external presentation to the world and everybody knows it. Yeah. You know, some people are really good at hiding it. Others are not. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know enough people in that community to be able to speak about that. But having said that, I think that the majority of the interactions that people have in their communities with folks who don't, whose uh, outward identity does not match their biological sex are kind of like that. Yes. Because there's just not that many people like that around here. But all that being said, and unfortunately in the short form, we, we've got a cruise here because we I'm not, we're not talking about those people that are struggling with that. We're talking about those, those of us that are biologically male and trying to figure out what does that mean? Right. And what does it mean? Like when we do ask the question, who am I and how am I presenting myself to the world? Because I, let's say, am one that kind of fits in certain categories, but not in others. Yeah. I'm not a big sports guy. Yeah, fair enough. Never been, you know, people like, hey, did you watch the big game last night? I'm like, what season is it? I don't, I don't, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, what, what sport are you talking about? I mean, about? I know March Madness, basketball, but people are like, hey, you do your bracket? No, no, I didn't, I didn't do a bracket because it'd be a waste of my time. It'd fair. be useless. I'd be guessing things and flipping coins. Yeah. Maybe that actually I think we should be, be clear, too. We have, to, we have to make some generalizations to even be able to talk about this at all, okay. right? So- if you're talking about primal, like genetic baseline instincts, then there are some things that very clearly and obviously separate males from females. And so that could be a masculine trait that you're talking about, like hunter gatherer type stuff, yeah. where it's like, where did those roles come from? Well, at some level, it came from the way that society first started to exist when people had to find food for themselves and take care of families and all this. A lot of those roles are based on things that are entrenched into our genetics. And some people will say, oh, well, those are just forced cultural mores. And I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. I think there's your mom has always been a nurturer. Well, and this I think the people that are maybe criticizing this idea, because I also know people like let's let's be fair to both sides here. There are people who are like women are supposed to stay in the kitchen. It's like that's not what we're saying at all. Like there are. You didn't mention barefoot and pregnant. Well, okay, but there are people that say that and they're serious. And there are also people who are like, all of these roles are just created by society and they're designed to oppress people. And it's like, okay, obviously both of those things are completely untrue. And the answer is somewhere in the middle, right? right? Because I just said a second ago, we have to make some generalizations to be able to talk about this at all. And because of that... There are obviously people that are not going to fit into what we would call traditional gender roles, obviously. But that doesn't change the fact that most people fall into those categories. Mm -hmm. And so in order to talk about masculinity and femininity at all, you have to understand that, first of all, that not everyone is going to fit. But generally speaking, this is what we're talking about. So you can start at that level of primal stuff. And then in the modern world, especially if you're talking about the emotional uh, stuff that a man has got going on, the spiritual stuff. I think we would both agree that, uh, again, generally speaking, it works really well when the man is the spiritual leader of the people that live in his house. Yeah. Right. It works really well. 
Not saying that it's the best thing, not saying that it's the only way that you can have a spiritual life with your immediate family, but it tends to work really well. And studies have shown that men who are church-going, there's a much higher percentage of their children continuing to be church-going mm-hmm. versus if the the mother, the wife, is the primary person who's going to church. And that's I, just, I, and that's I've just had, statistics. I've had single moms that have come to me and said, that's not fair. And you're right. It's not. I'm sorry. That's just the statistics. I'm not saying that you're a bad person if you, you know, if you are the mother in a family and you're the primary spiritual leader. That's not a bad thing. You got to do what you got to do. But statistically, more people's kids go to church or continue to go to church as adults if the spiritual leader of their house was a family. So that's like definitely, I think, something that we should strive for in our identity as men, right? And trying to get in touch with who we are is just a good thing. It's a healthy thing to be comfortable with yourself, with your body and with your tendencies. Like I had mom helping me because Philip was working, putting up a a beam for our porch. And poor mom, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to build the beam down and then try to lift it up because there's no way that she's going to be able to do it. So we were building it in place and I handed her the framing nail gun and she's like what do you want me to do with this i'm like uh push it against the wood and pull the trigger yeah bam and she did it and she did it but i get a rush from that like i'm going bam 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 well, like again having, having an awesome time masculine brain more interested in things than people generally speaking it's not always true but it's generally true yeah so sum it up for us real quick sum it up is you got to get in touch with who you are to try to get comfortable with who you are Understanding that there are certain mores, yes, there's kind of lines that that are are drawn out there, and some people want to kind of push the envelope, but find that comfortable place where you know who you are, and you're comfortable with who you are, and then you can grow, especially in in virtue. Yeah, I would 100% agree. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much for listening to Potter Familius. We appreciate you guys.